Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now here's your host, DJ Payne. And welcome to episode 28 of of Thrive Deeper. It's your old pal DJ Payne here. And on this week's episode, Matthew and myself continue and conclude the Book of Esther. Uh, we're still looking for your questions. If you've got questions on the Book of Esther, please listen all the way to the end of the discussion and we'll let you know how to get in touch with us because I know you've got some thoughts around the book that you would love us to chat about and we would love to do that. Uh, now we continue this exciting riveting episode in Israel's history as we go through and pick up where we left off on last week's episode. So continue with us now through the book of Esther on Thrive Deeper. I'll be here at the other end of the discussion to let you know how your questions can get answered by us Thanks again for tuning in. Now on to the discussion. Is there any one item your kids are asking for Christmas this year that you're running around having to think, right, we've got to get this or else we're going to have a breakdown? Any one? Oh, like, are you serious? Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. Who I, was, I, forgot I forgot. I was talking about the Jacoby children. Yeah, I got. We, we, I got a list. We've got a list on our fridge from my daughter that. Now this is, is I, this is Ivy, your youngest like, daughter. I'm hoping. No, no, no. This is Sophia. Oh, no. no, no. Yeah, like seriously. Sophia, you're 15 year old. Yeah. Oh, there's a list. Oh, come on, tell yeah. me. Please tell me. Do you remember any items on the list? No, I don't remember any items because oh. yeah, Kate's Kate's the expert at. at, at uh, Buying for her. So let me get, let me guess a couple of the items if I know yeah. Sophia. There's got to be a camera or a video camera of some description <laughs> and, and a phone I or some I, some I sort. Know. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. If I have that. to guess, I might even guess that there's a record player or some sort of vinyl. I can guess. Oh, I think there might be. I you, know your daughter. You, uh, I know your daughter. I think there might be. Your daughter. Maybe is... you should buy the presents records. <laughs> <laughs> you give me the cash. I'll take her shopping. I love hanging out with Sophia because she is. Gen- she is. Melbourne hipster 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's taking it to another yeah, level. Right, yeah. I love her to death. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the joy of our children over over the Christmas season. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. You know what my fantasy has always been? To do one Christmas, and I've told the boys since they were very little, I've always wanted to do one Christmas where they receive not one present. Right. And we oh. get... And we give all the presents to somebody else. Oh, uh, like do you do those like buy a goat for a, yeah. a, a family and you get what, or yeah something, something yeah. like that yeah. or give give everything that we usually spend on Christmas. I'd, I would I'd love to, I, I actually would love to see my children's faces uh, if yeah. if we gave them a goat for a, ch- a family in Uganda. We might I, not we might not ever see you again <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> I, I, they're great ideas. I yeah. I actually think that's right on. I think it's one yeah. of the best ideas. Those. Yeah. Those, you know, like World Vision and Tear and, and other organisations do, rather than spend on useless things oh. here, you can actually buy someone, uh, like pay money yes. and, and you buy for someone overseas. Can we, yeah. can we just all agree that we just get rid of the Chris Kringle tradition? <laughs> you know, the Chris Kringle where we, oh, okay. Oh, it's easy because you just get the one thing. That's, yeah. I think that's the idea of that Yeah, Chris but, you know, but everyone goes, oh, you know, we're at a spending limit of $10, $15, $20. I'm talking the ones where you're usually doing a bit of a game around it. Yeah. And you just, you know what you're taking home? Plastic 
landfill. That's what you, you're taking. You home. are the Grinch. I am the Grinch. <laughs> I am the Christmas Grinch. I that's me. That's me. Hey, let's let's get back into uh, into this uh, amazing book of Esther. Uh, last week uh, on episode 27, we uh, we gave we gave the uh, you know the background uh, on it all, and uh, you know, and I, I feel like we're in the middle of some sort of high stakes movie you know yeah. some some amazing historical yeah. drama here yeah and where we left the left the story you know of of, uh, of of Esther now we've got Queen Esther now she's married to the king of Persia uh Artaxerxes or Xerxes Xerxes, yeah. Xerxes yeah. there uh in the Persian empire we have her relative whether it's an uncle or a cousin or some sort of uh, relative there her adopted dad basically yeah. Mordecai yeah um, who's who's laying low on the scene and helping her set the scene? Mm. Sort of the wisdom behind Esther, yeah. and uh, we have our our villain, which mm. is Haman, and mm. he is uh, just plotting, and right. uh, he is the second in command, yeah. the king's right hand man, and he is decided that the entire, not just Mordecai, Mordecai who he's got yeah, dramas yeah. with, but he wants to annihilate the entire Jewish people. That's right. Yeah, now, now last right, week, yeah, last week when we were talking about this, uh, Matt, you dropped some knowledge about the relatives. They're, they're, they are mm. the relatives of descendants going back v- right far to the time of Saul. Yeah, that's right. So, And, um, uh, man, that, that really got me, dude. You got me right yeah, in yeah, the yeah, feels yeah, yeah, with yeah. that. That yeah, was yeah. emotional. So... Um, uh, yeah, so Mordecai is a descendant of Saul, uh, Benjamin. Yeah, the Benjamin, as as in the the King Saul, and uh, Haman is is an, said to be an Ag- Agagite. So yeah. he's descendant of Agag, who's a a Melchite, traditional kind of enemies. This kind of people that that had a curse put on them, and it was said of them that their name should be blotted out, you know, from the earth because of the consistent way that they curse God's people. And of course, the um, the big theme here is that the theme of Genesis chapter 12, those who curse you, I will curse. Yeah. And I mean, this is the, like, this is the interesting thing about like, so, so for a start, it says, this is Mordecai, he's a, he's a Benjamite, uh, uh, you know, for, from Kish through Shimei. I mean, it doesn't even mention Saul, yeah. but... But you meant, to, it. You, you meant it, you meant it, and then and this guy's an Ager guy, and it's a classic feature of the biblical narrative. Mm. It leaves a lot of work for you to do. Yeah. They don't, they don't put up in neon signs. Hey, note here, big yeah. arrow. This yeah. means this. You meant to actually see this, and I actually really love that. Yeah. I love that about. It's like you know, it, it's like. Um, uh, you've you've got to engage actively with the text. And that's it's and that, not and just going to throw that, its meaning at you. Yeah, and that's one of my thoughts about the uh, the Book of Esther that we're now in this, you know. And I think the whole Bible is like it's, this. It's too, understated, but, isn't it? Yeah, we're now in another type of like learning. It's like it's like where you're taking yeah. an advanced level of something. Yeah, and it's like right now you have to start digging yeah. in, and we're not going to tell you. Yeah, who's, really, more than ever before, because yeah. it doesn't even mention God. Yeah, but you're but you're meant to, uh, you're meant to recognize this is God at work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like those. It's like this that that form of advertising that's around now, where they'll have a big ad, and you're thinking, "What is that even an ad for?" Right? And then you look really hard. Yeah. You know, that's a thing now. You look really yeah. hard. Oh, it's an ad for that. Yeah. And and that's what they want you to do mm, is ask mm. that question. And and in a way, you know, this text is is drawing us in. 
uh, but it also draws. It, 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 I love it because it draws something out of us as well. I think it sort of draws out what is in our heart and how we see the world. Because depending on your worldview, you 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 might be like some of the early church who went, "Hang on, yeah. God isn't mentioned explicitly here." Yeah. Now, out it goes. I don't think this book is any good. But if you've got a worldview that says, "No, God is involved in all of this," yeah. heavy-handedly, yeah, that's before, right. yeah. you start. You see, you see God in every yeah. moment, in every chapter yeah. of this book. There's a reason behind yeah. everything that's happening. And it's interesting. I I, I read this in uh, that. Um, the name Esther can also mean hid. I mean, it's Ishtar in, but in 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 another uh, in a, in another form, it has some relation to the word hidden. That there's a sense of hiddenness and uh, in in her name, and and there's this sense of it's not that the meeting is hidden, but you you have to go looking for it. You have to recognise it. Yeah. Um. And and I because it's such a and this is always the case actually uh, with the I mean it's, we've just said it's very much the case with Esther, but throughout the biblical narratives. Like you're meant to read it and think, oh yeah, this I know what's going. You're meant to read it through a covenant framework yeah. and apply it constantly mm. because because you're meant to be really familiar with the covenant, right? Mm. And like if you're not really familiar with the covenant, it's almost like the author is saying, well, don't even bother reading it. <laughs> like you know, like read you know read Deuteronomy, <laughs> yeah, right, and, and, then, and then read every then read Joshua to Kings. Like, yeah. but don't go reading Joshua King Joshua to Kings unless you have really taken to heart. You know, so if you're in somewhere in Kings and you're saying, oh, do you wonder what this means? It's almost the implied editor is saying go back. well you better go back and read Deuteronomy then hadn't you <laughs> like uh, you know we can complain about well it doesn't tell us what it means you know yes it does in Deuteronomy so the same thing is happening here yes. essentially you know yeah. this is uh, but, you know I mean this is uh, the this is full of meaning but yeah. it's not it's not going to jump out at, at you. Yeah, you've got to do a little bit yeah. of digging yourself. So we've left in the story at the end of chapter three. We have our we have our bad guy Haman, uh, yep. the Agagite, who has rolled the dice, cast the lots, yeah. done the you know done the per the yep. purim in yep. for the for the That's Jewish the holiday, yep. and and he's pulled out a date that is, that is still months and months away. Yeah. And said, right, and got the king to agree in, in a decree that cannot be changed that on this day we can pick up our swords and wipe out the Jewish yeah, people. that's right. And, and the decree is that it goes out to all of the empire. Uh, and so, I mean, the interesting thing we noted about the casting of the lots is that in a way, uh, like it gives the Jewish people plenty of time. It's like n nearly a year away uh, yeah. at this point. So. Uh, gives plenty of time. So you, you, already here you see God at work and actually the casting of the lots we also noted, it's really, it's kind of ironic because Haman thinks he's casting a lot for the destruction of the Jews. In fact, he's casting a lot for his own destruction as it turns out. Yeah. Hence the, you know, Purim meaning the lots yes. and the fe and the festival of Purim. So um, so the, the decree is that throughout the empire, and this decree goes out everywhere, that all of the peoples are just to turn on the Jewish people. It's this is like, uh, you know, this is like, you know, Rwanda uh, was at ninety five. Like, yeah. just turn against this people. Everyone yeah. just pick up weapons and turn against the people. Yeah. I mean, this is a terrible. This is a terrible decree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, you talked about the stakes being high. I mean, they really can't be higher because it's throughout the empire. That's pretty much mm. every. You know, it's from you know, Greece right through to the border of India right down to mm. Egypt. I mean, mm. this is the enormous Persian Empire. Everyone in the empire, who are already probably highly anti-Semitic, mm. are to turn against the Jewish people. Wow. And so as the story goes on, Mordecai, um, 
hears about this decree, this decree goes out. Esther seems to be fairly sheltered. She's not really finding out much. She's not yeah. uh, obviously not getting the papers in her... In the Queen's Palace. In the Queen's Palace, yeah, yeah she yeah. would have been. Um, so, but, you know, Mordecai... Is across uh, it all. Is across it all, of course, because it was everywhere else. Yeah. Um, and so he puts on sackcloth and he's, he's weeping and, and at the king's gate and, and tearing his clothes. And Esther sends people out to give him the right, well, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah. And, and he sends a message back um, and explains what is, is going to happen, uh, actually. And so this is when Esther finds out. And it says here in uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 12, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Um uh, do not think that because you're in the king's palace that you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. Mm. That's an interesting statement. That is, that's right. yeah, that's a big... Yeah, so, so and, and I'll say something about that in, in a moment. Mm. Uh, but it says, but you and your father's family will perish. Uh, and who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this, right? So <clears throat> he's saying, look... If you don't do something, uh, help will come from another place. I mean, this yes. is a confident statement. Yes. Help's going to come from another place. Yeah. Now, this is where what we were talking about, the reader is meant to say, yeah, of course it will, yeah. right? Because <laughs> because this is, a, this is a curse, this is a threat yeah. to God's people, and a threat to God's people is a threat to God's purpose, yeah. right? So every any biblically informed reader knows exactly yes. what Mordecai is talking about. Yeah. It's God's going to save us. Yeah. But he says to Esther... But it seems that you that God has put you in yeah. the right position yeah. for this, and yeah. it turns out that that actually uh, is, yeah. is the case. So, um, so we sit. Um, so those of us, and that's what I'm. That's what I love about this drawing out idea. Yeah. Those of us with a biblical worldview hear these words and say, "Well, this is a man of faith." Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is a man of God who yeah. goes. You know, he he is so. You know, believing and yeah. and and and, and yeah. secure in God's promises. Yeah, that He is saying it as a matter of fact. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mordecai really is the new Daniel. Yes. And and it's going to in more ways than one. Yeah. We're going to see as the story goes on. Uh, so it says, then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai: Go, uh, go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, uh, a night or day. I and my attendants will will fast as you do. Well, I mean. We talk about no mention of God. Well, they're they're praying. Yeah. They're they're all you know. It's it's a, a three day fast, mm. uh, and and she's going to go and stand before the king. Now the problem, of course, is that she's not allowed to just go in unless she's summoned. Uh, and you know the penalty if you go in before the king without being summoned is that you can be executed yeah. unless, of course, the king holds out the golden scepter. Yeah. And so um, it's okay. You can and and she she's not totally confident that he will. So mm. evidently. There must have been a lot of people barging into the king, and, yeah. and he's and, and he's offering the, yeah, depending on how moment. drunk depending how drunk he is at the time. That's yeah, right. you can go, you can go, you can come in. Uh, but I love, but again, we even see her heart. We yeah. see Esther's heart here in two yeah. ways. I mean, we we get the classic line that we yeah. always think about Esther. Yeah. you know that we really see her heart where she says, "You know what? If I perish, I perish." Yeah, that's she, right. Yeah. She see, she hears Mordecai's heart. She understands what's at stake. And she says, well, my life is yeah. nothing compared to my yeah. people's lives. But there's a statement before that where she says, get everybody yeah. to fast for me. Yeah. Because at first, when Mordecai first makes the request, just yeah. before the bit that I read, yeah. she says, oh, no, no, I can't. I, 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 yeah. I can't do that. I can't just go to the king and make a request, right? Because yeah. uh, I, I, I would probably die, yeah. right? So 
he then that's when he says look you're gonna die anyway right <laughs> you know she wasn't uh, getting it he he, he tells yeah, her what's he tells yeah her that's what's right and and so she says okay i'm gonna do it so everyone three days of prayer and fasting yeah and then i'll go yeah i mean that's amazing isn't it like yes i'll go but I, three days of prayer and fasting yeah. first yeah and then she's going to go into the king so uh so she does this now interesting this is an interesting uh thing because um she goes before the king. He holds out the scepter, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's this big moment in the story. Yeah, yeah. It's this tension. Yeah. What's going to happen, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, is She's walking into the king. Is she going to get killed, right? <laughs> the dramatic music yeah, is yeah, playing. Yeah, the dramatic the music's yeah. playing. <laughs> and he, he holds out the scepter, right? Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Right, quick, quick, make your request, yeah. right? She makes her request and she says, I want you to come to my place for dinner. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? And yeah. bring Haman. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, what, like... She's like, take your chance, girl. Like, <laughs> like you don't get many chances at this, right? Yeah. So, so he says, "Yep, great. Uh, I, I'll do that." And uh, Haman hears about this. I have been invited. Like, I am the yeah. bee's knees. I mean, he he, he thinks I've been invited. The queen out of everyone she could have chosen, she's chosen me, Haman. Right. So he goes back to his relatives. And and he, he's he's just feeling top of the world, right? But again, yeah, who does see, he see? He sees Mordecai, right? I love, right. I love Mordecai is the only. He's yes. just obsessed with Mordecai, right? Because yeah. he's feeling top of the world. You know, yeah. Mordecai's I've, like the anchor. I have been invited to Queen Esther's yeah. banquet. Yeah, with yeah the but king. this guy Mordecai is. Yeah, I just cannot. Yeah, you know, and 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 his 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 friends say, look. You know, you've got well, to do something. Well, more than just his friends, we get introduced to this little yeah. side character yeah. here, and it's and it's Haman's wife who gives yeah, him the Zeresh, advice. Yeah. And she, wowee, we thought, you know, perfect fitting villain's wife. Yeah, yeah. You know. She is the perfect fitting villain. So she says, uh, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to, you, you, like, you're the man, right? Yeah. Like you're in favor right now. Yeah. So now's your time to do yeah. something. So raise a pole, like 25 meter pole, yeah. uh, and have uh, Mordecai impaled on it, right? Wow. And this is this is the now, what, what, a question. Side note here: Why do some translations translate the pole as a gallows? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is that? Just a, is there any uh, question yeah, because, about because, why? Because um, I think because uh, uh, well, it's it's older versions, uh, not probably weren't quite sure what actually this was is this and and so you know gallows you think hanging but this actually isn't what they did in those days so translators uh the the more now we know about the the persians well this is how they did things uh they they impaled people which involved um yeah maybe i won't talk about what that involved because it's a pretty gruesome gruesome. uh, pretty gruesome death um so um yeah, so, so she says, raise a pole, right? Uh, and and so yep, so he gets all the preparations, right? And he goes off to, to the dinner, yeah. feeling top of the world. And the pole's been done. The pole's been done. The pole's there. You know, he's, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. he's like yeah. skipping. Like, yeah, you know, he's I, having like a great time. Yeah, I'm, 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 off, uh, yeah. I'm off to the dinner. Um, and then, and then, meanwhile... Yeah.
moment. Yet another meanwhile. meanwhile. Yeah. The king, in some sort of I don't know. Again, I, I'm, I'm I'm portraying him as some sort of crazy yeah. drunk here. Can't sleep. That's right. He's, He's laying sleep. there. Can't sleep. Right. You know, so it just so happens. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like. You know, yet again, in the narrative, we're meant to say, ah, oh, look, this is like, this is... Because uh, it's the perfect timing. Yeah. This is the night before the feast. Yeah. The king can't sleep. Uh, and so they, they bring in the official records. I love that because he needs to sleep. Yeah. So we're going to bring out the court records, like the minutes from the meetings <laughs> so, that, so that he They'll can sleep. They'll put me to sleep for sure. Yeah, right. And so he's actually listening to it and he hears this account about... This guy Mordecai, this this plot, yeah. and there was this guy Mordecai, and he, uh, he said, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, hang on a minute, what happened to that guy? Like hey, this guy saved my life." Yeah. And they said, "Well, nothing. Yeah, uh, can, nothing you, actually happened." You, to you him. can see you can see the guy going, "Hang on, you know, footnote, you know, let me get to the." Oh, actually, there's no. Oh, we yeah, didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, that's sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, we, we forgot. Yeah, we yeah, forgot. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so the king's thinking, well, I've got to do something for this guy, right? And, and so the mor- in, in the morning, right, uh, th- th- this is the, the morning, uh, the feast is going to be later on, right? Yeah. Uh, he, Haman comes in. I mean, it could have been, I think, just before this, you know. Uh, Haman comes in and uh, the king says, oh, Haman, you know, what should be done to the man that the king wants to honour, right? Haman's thinking, oh, well, that's me. Yeah. Like, clearly... Who else could this be? Who but else me, could he be right? talking about? And he says, "Well, I mean, he imagines up the best thing because he's thinking this is going to happen to me, right?" So he says, "Let you know, let him be put, you know, these royal robes put on him and 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 be led on a horse through the streets of the city with someone proclaiming, this is what happens to the man that king delights in.' I mean, this is just uh, what a <laughs> empty, <laughs> pathetic <laughs> prize. Right. Like, who cares? Like, you know, you think he'd be saying." Give me gold. Give me wealth. Yeah. Give me something, something great. No, just tr- like the well, most. He's a very vain- wealthy man already. Yes, but, but you see, he's obviously a very pride man, so he wants the honor. That's it, and he you see honor. the heart of this and evil. This is, this is actually this is his problem with Mordecai, yes. right? Yes, because everyone else is honoring him, but there's this one guy who won't bow down to him, and he's obsessed with that, right? Because yeah. he's is obsessively proud. Yeah. And you think about all of the things that the Bible says about pride, right? Oh. It's all coming together here. Yeah. This, you know, we talk about Haman being the, the, this, the perfect sort of uh, villain, yes. biblical villain. Well, he is because he's obsessed with pride yeah. and he wants to be lifted up in this way. So he says this to the king, let this, you know, this is what should happen to, to such a man, right? And the yeah. king says, oh, great. Then go, you do that. How's this? You do that to Mordecai. Like you walk along the muddy dung uh, filled yeah. streets, yeah. leading the horse with Mordecai on, and you have to proclaim this about Mordecai. Oh. It's it's like this moment. It's like the sweetest moment. Yes. You, could, it, you know. Oh. So wow. So he 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 goes on. See I how mean, the he, see how goes, the king honors yeah. this man. You know. Yes. So he he goes uh, he goes home. He's absolutely devastated, and uh, you know, and at that moment the. People come to fetch him to go to the feast. Come on, yeah. we're, we're, we're off. We're off to the feast. And so, he's, uh, and so, 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 Haman is probably thinking, "Well, at least, look, that's the worst day of my life yeah. out of the way. Yeah. At least now it's all up from here." Yeah, that's right. You know. Um, so there's actually, I'm, I'm just getting the the story uh, here because I've lost my notes. But um, we're now in in chapter seven. Yeah, that's right. So. Because it actually happens, they go to the feast, and 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 the queen actually says, "I want you to come back yeah. the next night." Like yeah. she's, 
and and that's actually that's happened. So that's actually the significance of that is that that actually gives time for these events to actually happen. Yeah. Well, no, the, you, fir- the first feast was the first time that they were all there together, the two of them, where she said, come to my second feast, wasn't it? Yeah, so, so she says, come to a feast. So they come to the feast. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, this is the second feast, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So this yeah. is the second feast, yeah. right? Yeah, And And, and the, the come to the second feast is... Or banquet um, or whatever it yeah, is. That's yeah, that's right. So... so uh, that's right. So there's actually two. I'm, I've, I omitted to mention that. So because yes. uh, I talked about the fact that you know she doesn't ask the king straight away when yeah. he holds out the scepter. Yeah. So they have a they she he, they come that night. Yeah. And then again she says, "Well, I want you to come to a, yeah, to, to, to another feast." Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. think, "Oh, Esther, ask the yeah, question, yeah. right?" But it's like it's you know you think. Like she, she's. It's like there's this timing that she's working to. It's yeah. like she's working to God's timing. Mm. Like she, we're thinking you should jump on this, Esther. Now's the moment. But she's thinking, no, no, it's not the moment right now yeah. to ask this question. Yeah. So come again tomorrow night, right? And then in the meantime, the king has the dream. That very night, the king has the dream, yeah. and and then uh, Mordecai is being led through the streets that yeah. day. And yeah. then that night, so so Haman, after leading Mordecai through the streets, goes home and and then is whisked off to the second feast, right? Yeah. And it's at the second feast that um that she then says, my people are all condemned to die, right? Now, the king, I mean, I don't know what's with the king. The king's like, what? What? what really? Yeah. Like, I mean, were you, did, yeah. were you not listening? You know, this is what I said before, you know, when I said, he doesn't seem to be paying much attention, not the king. All. He gives his signet ring to Haman mm. to issue this decree for the annihilation of the Jews. And the king said, really? What? You know, who, who did such a thing? I mean, he really must have been drunk when this happened. Uh, and she says it was this guy Haman, and and the king is absolutely furious. Right, mm. goes out is so furious he goes out into in a, his, in, a, in a blind rage. Yeah, in a blind rage. Right, yeah. comes back when he comes back. Haman is like a like he's actually trying to beg the queen, and he's but he's grabbing, pulling, yes. he's grabbing her garments. And the king comes back. It's like well, you don't, don't touch, like yeah. <laughs> you don't even touch the queen. It's yeah. and he looks like he's accosting her. Yeah. Right, yeah, and 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 the king is just. Is blind with rage. One of the servants, to calm the king down, says, oh, oh look, hey, I just noticed there's a big pole, an impaling pole just next to Haman's house. Just built there. Isn't that yeah, convenient? Yeah, it just happens. Just, oh, isn't that a nice coincidence? There's a spare pole. Let Haman be impaled on that pole. <laughs> so it's like, so Bang. it's, you know, he, he, he is, he, you know, he dies on the pole that yeah. was set up, that he set up for Mordecai. Yeah. Hence this this. As I've said, the strong covenant theme of this reflexive curse. Mm. Those who curse you will be cursed. Mm. And so, and, and it's very literal fulfillment of a theme that's often expressed metaphorically. You know, mm. those who dug a pit from me have fallen into it themselves. Mm. But here it happens literally. I mean, Haman raised a pole for a Mordecai to be impaled on, and he is actually the one that's impaled on it. I mean, the message couldn't be clearer. This is, this is like, it's gruesome. I get, get that it's gruesome. Uh, but it's covenant fulfillment. So what happens is, is that uh, Mordecai is then given all of Haman's property, significant amount of property, mm. and he is given Mordecai's position. Yeah. Uh, so so he's get, Mordecai is given Haman's position. Yeah, yeah. So he actually becomes the second highest yeah, person. The, vo- the viceroy for, That's the, right. for the king. This is 
like Daniel all yeah. over again. Yeah. It, but in the case of Mordecai, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this about this story. Yeah. It's like we all know the story about how Daniel and how Daniel becomes this important figure. But, you know, it happens here yeah. with Mordecai. Mordecai yeah. becomes, you know, second in charge of all of the empire. Yeah. And, and he's, he's and, one of God's people. And, and not from scheming. Yeah. Not from some arch plan. Yeah. We don't read that Mordecai is yeah. like, oh, 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 that's yeah. like he's not one. Good point. Yeah. God yeah. says, no, no, I. This is my plan. Yeah, it's not from scheming. It's it's he he does the right thing. Yeah, I will I will raise yeah. you up, and I love it. The king goes, all right, viceroy, job number one, you're all gonna die on this day. Yeah, yeah. What do we do? I can't change the law because yeah. it's a decree of the Medo Persians. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. cannot be changed. Cannot be annulled. Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. So so the the second so so. The plan is that he puts out another decree and that decree says that he um, authorises the Jews to defend themselves, yeah. uh, which means, and they've got about a year, right? Mm. So he's authorising them to arm themselves, <laughs> it's like to prepare for battle. Weapons. Yeah, yeah. You know, which, which otherwise they wouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so when the day comes, like it's actually battles break out in these... Yeah. It, it, uh, against the Jewish people in all of the regions, uh, but they prevail because because they were given boy, this time yeah, right. They they had this lead time yeah. from the casting of the lot, uh, and so they're able to prepare themselves and they and they win in the end. And you know it, it is now not only now you say they prevail, yeah. Holy moly, <laughs> they don't just prevail. Yeah. First off, the Jewish people in the capital city there say, yeah. okay. Uh, Haman had ten sons, yeah, about five hundred relatives of yeah. these Agagites. Yeah, let's finish. Let's finish them off. Let's finish off what our re- our ancestors yeah, that's saw right. yeah. so, didn't like, accomplish. I know. It, and it sounds really, it seems uh, gratuitous violence. It seems like gratuitous violence, yeah. but actually not, because essentially what they are doing is they are completing the prophecy against the Amalekites. Uh, you know they are, um, you know, but by uh, by kill by killing off this this family line. This this is basically what's happened. This is the biblical significance yeah. of what's happening here. So so you know they request this extra day in with which they fulfil this um, yeah es- this decree. And that's amazing. Queen Esther says, look. It's gone so good the first day. Can we have another day of the yeah, killing? Yeah, that's Esther you know? is the one that re- that's right. She's <laughs> the one that like, that. Holy yeah. moly! Okay, yeah. and not only that, we see that in the whole region. I mean, the, this is the yeah, known yeah. world at the time. Yeah. Does it say seventy five thousand are killed by? It's, it's carnage. Yeah, it's carnage. So, like, um, this is no small event. This yeah. is a big event. Like, this is a this is full scale battle. Yeah. Um, like any other Old Testament battle, and and you know God is preserving His people through it. That's the that's what's going on here. And that, and that's and that's important to to note. Like we see very clearly, and there's two points to be made here in the, yeah. in the record of this, is that a the the Jews were the Jewish people in in, in the capital city there uh, under under you know Esther and Mordecai's leading went after Haman's relatives and stuff yeah. like that. But another 75, like, holy, okay, that takes, uh, you know, we read that that, you know, 500 one day, 300 the next day. Yeah, yeah. That's 800 of that. Yeah. Where did all these other 70, you know, well, obviously, as, you, as you've alluded to many times in this story, yeah. the anti-Semitism yeah. was rife. So yeah, when, yeah. when the people of different areas under the Persian rule had a chance to go up against the Jews, yeah. they took it. 
And, and they were going to their death, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Jews stood up and, and, and defended themselves. And it's made a very... The other important point here is that it says that no plunder was taken by the Jews. Now, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, now, there, there are possibly two reasons for this. If we connect it to the uh, episode in 1 Samuel 15 yes. with Agag and the big problem there... Uh, with Saul yeah. was, well, you've taken plunder and you weren't meant to take plunder. Yeah. Now, this is, I mean, really this is uh, one of, you know, so here we have Mordecai, one of Saul's descendants. I mean, they're now getting it right when they got it wrong before. Yeah. I mean, this is because so much of the theme around this time is around the reinstatement of God's people. And we've just looked at um, the book of Zechariah and, and the reinstatement of God's people, God's reinstatement of his people. Yeah. Um, is is a big theme in that. So so this is essentially the same thing. Okay, now now you have a chance to to actually get it right. I what you it, got wrong, right? That. Because Saul's family was rejected originally because yeah. they got it wrong. Yeah. But now through Mordecai, they're given this chance to get it right. So this is so rich, right? It's yeah. it's this family line connected with Saul. I mean, can you imagine being a descendant of Saul? Like, you'd, yeah. wouldn't you rather be a descendant of David? Wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, so so Mordecai is this descendant of Saul. Like, it's not a very glorious. You know, but he gets a chance. You see, he gets a chance to completely reverse the very reason why Saul was rejected in the first place. I mean, the beauty yeah. of the, of and the symmetry yeah. of this story, and it's like, can't we have a big neon sign over the top <laughs> saying that this is what happened? I mean, you just gotta you yeah. just gotta find this here. You know, um, so uh, so th- this. So it's the fulfillment of this decree against the Amalekites. It's actually written in Deuteronomy twenty five. I'll read it to you. Uh, where God says to his people, Deuteronomy 25 seven, from 17 following, remember what the Amalekites uh, did to you along the way when you came up out of Egypt, when you were weary and worn out. They met you on your journey and attacked all who were lagging behind. They had no fear of God. When the Lord your God gives you rest from all the enemies around you in the land he is giving you to possess as an inheritance, you shall blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Do not forget. Now, Saul is rejected because he doesn't do this. Uh, Mordecai is the guy that f- finishes this off. Mm. So, um, so this is, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a happy ending uh, for God's people here, and the festival of Purim is set up to remember this. That it would always be remembered. This underscores that this is an important story. I mean, the fact that that a festival that yeah. to this day is being separated. Uh, was instituted so it would never, ever be forgotten. So what is it that should not be forgotten? What should not be forgotten is the fact that God is faithful to his covenant. Yeah, I love it. Because then this is one of the points that I, I was thinking of before. You know, there's a lot of um, moral decisions made by our characters here that are a bit questionable, whether it's, <laughs> you know, all this, uh, you know, thinly veiled you know, sexual stuff around the king and the queen and all this, you know, there, there's yeah. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of questionable stuff there, you know, that is not exactly part of the commandments, you know, yeah. that, that the Jews lived under. Then there's all this violence that is like, yeah. oh, my goodness, what's going on here? And you you, you see these people and it's, it's amazing that, like you say, God's promises are God's promises. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Even if, even, and again, this is not allowing sin so that grace might yeah, yeah. bound type of thing, you know, type of thing. But it's God will have his way. Absolutely. And and I, I think there is significance in the fact that, you know, they're part of a 
pagan world. The, the, you know, Esther becomes part of a pagan harem. Yeah. Uh, she's named Esther Ishtar after a pagan, or Mordecai's named after Marduk. You know, this is kind of the state of God's people there. Yeah. They've been dispersed among the nations, and the big question uh, over is, well, is God is God still uh, on our side? And and the answer is, it's like God is speaking through this book and saying, of course I'm still on, of course I am. Like, I, I, I may have been displeased with what you did at this, yeah. but of course I'm still with you. And this book is the most dynamic and dramatic demonstration uh, of the fact that God is always faithful to his covenant and that his love is an everlasting love. You know, as it says in you know Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. And this is um, a beautiful message that you see coming through this book. you're thinking you're thinking but what about and how come they did and why does God allow all those questions you might have about the book of Esther well that's the questions that we are after the pricklier the better the more troubling to you that's what we want to know you might have a question you might even have a takeaway we would love to hear from you and have your feedback here on Thrive Deeper keep listening and Benita the voiceover lady will let you know how to do that it's pretty easy you just head over to our website at thrivetoday.net.au hey it has been absolutely fantastic hearing from you until next time this has been DJ Payne for Thrive Deeper ciao so much for listening to Thrive Deeper. We value all our listening community. If you are on Facebook, search and like Thrive Today page to get all of our latest updates. Our home on the internet is at thrivetoday.net.au. There you can subscribe to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide and contact us directly. That's at thrivetoday.net.au. Until next time, thrive. thrive.